All right, here we are once again at the podcast barn for Let's Get Spiritual. I want to welcome back Brother T. Brother T, thank you for being here this morning. Grace us with your presence. Oh, it's good to be back. It is so, <laughs> so good to be back, my brother. I know you would rather been here last week yes. than what you were dealing with. Yes, yes. It's just uh, things that we deal with as a pastor from time to time. It is. And, uh, and so, but it is good to be back in the podcast barn, Dr. D. I spoke last week at a church, and shout out to Venor or Von Noor, I, I'm not sure if I say it right either, uh, First Baptist Church up mm. around Sweetwater, Tennessee. I mm-hmm. spoke there Sunday, and uh, I shared with them this truth. I said, I'm here preaching because my passion for preaching has not diminished, but pastoring wore me out. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years of uh, uh. pastoring, I mean, it wore me out spiritually. And then when right. I got home, Tony, from preaching, it was about, it's about an hour and a half from my house. Mm-hmm. So three hours on the road and hour and a half in church or something like that. I was just beat all mm-hmm. day. I, people who don't engage in what we engage in, I'm certainly not asking for sympathy. It is, right. it, it is not the hardest job in the world by any means. Mm-hmm. But the depletion of your energy level after stepping onto that battlefield, which is the sermon. Right which every force in hell tries to oppose, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wears me out. I came home and was like a zombie until about 4 o'clock that afternoon. It's mm-hmm. just, And when I was at uh, Dallas Bay preaching either two or three for years messages every Sunday morning, I wasn't good until about Tuesday. Right. It's exhausting. It, it's it amazing. Is, yeah, it is. It is exhausting. And, uh, and you did it for 30-plus years yeah. at the same church. And uh, and so it, it truly is exhausting. But. And then you add that to the things that you deal with as a pastor, right. just uh, mm-hmm. late night phone calls. The, the mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of like doctors in the respect that uh, death is is not unusual in our life. Mm-hmm. We deal with a lot sickness, mm-hmm. divorce, right. just a lot of negative. Now the good things too, marriage and babies mm-hmm. being born and people coming to know. Jesus and faith. Right. I mean, that's all good, but then it's 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 just a it's just an emotional ride all the time. Well, doing a, I know you probably have done this as well. Doing a funeral in the same day that you have visited a hospital where I've someone's had a new baby. I've done. I that. mean, it is it's amazing. You know, it, it's it's incredible. And uh, again, I pray for you, Tony. Pray for you all the time, Thank and you, I pray brother. for other pastors as well. Uh, like I said, I've never lost my passion for teaching and preaching, and uh, I love to do it every opportunity I have. As I say, I'll preach at a drop of a hat, and I'll drop the hat. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm glad that you're back, and I'm glad that uh, we get together. Alan was a great guest last week. I yes. was really looking forward to the three of us because mm-hmm. we're friends to getting together and talking about the subject matter. But he was a great guest, and I, I do appreciate him at Recoboth Baptist Church. If you're in uh, southeast Tennessee and around Dayton, Sell Creek, Bakewell, Sotty Daisy, That'd be a great church to check out. Yeah, it would be. Recoboth Baptist. So our subject this week, Brother T, because as we record this, we are two days beyond Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Do you say Valentine or Valentine's? I say Valentine's. All right. Yeah. Because that's correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I Googled it. Yeah, I Googled it. <laughs> but just like some people say, Walmart. <laughs> Uh, other people say Valentine's Day. And, I, mean, I mean, it sound, it probably sounds more appropriate. It's right. Valentine's Day, uh-huh. but it's Valentine's Day. Exactly. And it's two two days in our rearview mirror, but uh-huh. I didn't think it was too late to talk about an important no. subject. Like hey, what did you L-O-V-E. get? Uh, what did you get, Marilyn? Oh. Ah. Yeah. 
I'm glad I got her something in case you <laughs> now that you asked because <laughs> that's not been true with every year. <laughs> but no, I went out and I splurged. She didn't ask for it, but I went out and bought her some Vera Wang perfume. Did you that's some really? designer perfume? I love it. it wow. Smells, I in my since I've not been actively working each day, uh-huh. I've kind of gotten into the whole science. Of colognes and perfumes and eau de toilettes. <laughs> <laughs> we call them EDTs. <laughs> They're EDPs, eau de parfum, or EDT, eau de toilettes. And about the bass notes, the mid notes, and the high notes, yeah. about the bergamons and the tobacco scent, and the, oh man, it, it's amazing. It, I'm just learning all kinds of stuff. So you got her some stink good. Basically. I got her some yeah. expensive. 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 Yeah. Now, this ain't no Charlie. Wow. Uh, <laughs> or loves baby soft. That no, takes, it's not that bad. Goes back several it's years. good uh-huh. stuff. Wow. And uh, she was quite surprised. That, I, I honestly, bet she was. She was uh-huh. quite surprised. And That's I was good. kind of proud of myself. That's good. Yeah, thanks. I bought my wife, Leslie, uh, my bride of 35 years, some beautiful roses. Yes. And then actually took her to a movie. No and way. Yes. Uh, a romantic movie? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we had Scooter with us. And so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The War with Grandpa. Does he sit and, between uh, you? Um, no, he does not. <laughs> he does not. But he has some yeah. long arms. <laughs> we had popcorn and cool. uh, had a great time. We Good. Had a great time, yes. My wife loves to go to movies. We haven't uh-huh. gone in a long, long time. And, uh, and it does hurt that we like different kinds of movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But we still, we love Hallmark Christmas movies, and we sit and watch right. those together oh, at Christmas sweet. time. Oh, good for you. Yes. Good for you, uh-huh. man. So we, did, we both did all right. We did well. We yeah, did well. Good. We can, we, we can stay together another year. <laughs> Who, marry you or you? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. We, us and our spouses. <laughs> okay. Us okay. our spouses. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the topic for this week is love. I don't mm-hmm. know that we are the greatest. Uh, I mean, we kind of proved ourselves this week. We did. But uh, we may not be the greatest experts, but I really think this is subject worth broaching because... Um, I, I used to joke when I was at the church a lot each year that I told my wife I loved her when we got married, and if anything changed, I'd let her know. Because <laughs> I'm not a really emotional guy. But the uh-huh. thing about that is, I'm not a rom- romantic type of fellow, I should right, say. Right. I, I do have some emotions, but I'm not really romantic. Um, but the truth is, love is so much more than roses and perfume. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted us to do because it really is the basis of uh, a spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And this is, let's get spiritual. Let's get spiritual. And, right. and the whole theme of this is anything and everything is open for our conversation because we are spiritual beings. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about love for just a minute. Okay. And uh, I think we're going to title this, what's love got to do with it? Mm-hmm. Because... With, with my kind of personality, I don't often bring that into my consideration of what I'm doing, but it really mm-hmm. is a big part of it. But the thing about love is this. The thing about love is we talk about love so much in so many different kinds of settings. I, I, I shared with you a term that I was going to use or a phrase I was going to use in this podcast before we begin where I'm going to get started. And it's this: this. Words lose value through meaningless repetitive use. Mm -hmm. Words lose value through meaningless repetitive use. For example, I love to listen to podcasts. Right. But I can tell you without seeing the person how old they are 
who's on the other side of that podcast. Podcasts, obviously, they're not video. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I listen to it in my truck, mostly. I can tell you if they're 35 years or younger okay. by one thing. How often do they use the word like? Oh. Like. Yeah. You know, I was on this podcast, like, me and me and you were, like, talking. And, mm. like, and I'm going, wait a minute. Like means to be similar to. Okay. Why yeah. do you say like every four words? <laughs> like. Like, why do you say like? Like all the time, <laughs> and, and but this to me it drives me crazy. And I know I know people who are thirty five or younger uh-huh. who use it all the time. It's like my generation used to think used to say things like you know, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. We always say you know, mm-hmm. you know. I was going you know, and either you do know or you don't know. Why do right. you keep saying you know, <laughs> and why do you keep saying like? Uh-huh. Is it's either that or it's like that, but it's not that often like that. Uh-huh. Do, do you know? All I know is... <laughs> it just this, loses its meaning. This Sunday, more than likely, I'm going to say... <laughs> I hated to play so that So many scene. times. And, and, and you know, you know, I'm going to say that over and over <laughs> as I preach Sunday. I can tell a young yeah. preacher yeah. by listening... Like, right. Like, I was actually listening to a podcast about hunting. Mm. But I could tell the two guys were young guys. Right. Uh, although they had great experience in hunting. I was learning mm-hmm. some things about hunting. Like, I had to turn it off. Like, <laughs> like it drove me crazy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I do, but we do that with other right. things too. For example, um, I love hamburgers and pizza. Mm-hmm. The, I'm an all American guy, right? Mm-hmm. And with my wife and I'm like pizzas at home, and I, and she'll often ask me, "What do you think about that pizza that we made tonight?" And my answer almost always is awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. awesome. Yes, yes. You know what? It's really not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because the, even the word awesome comes from out of awe. Ah, I'm, yes. a, I'm, a, I'm not at awe about that pizza. Mm-hmm. Why do I say awesome mm-hmm. all the time? It's an awesome hamburger. It's an awesome car. Right. That was an awesome sermon. That was an awesome this. That was awesome that. We It really was used originally only in re- referring to either God or some of his attributes. Mm-hmm. He's an awesome God. Mm-hmm. But now pizzas are awesome. Well, in America, we love pizza. We love puppies. And we love pancakes. And mm-hmm. we love Pontiacs. We love everything. Do we really love those right, things? Exactly, and, and, and that's true. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean. I right. think that it loses some meaning when mm-hmm. we throw the word love around mm-hmm. all the time. And we, I think, one of the things that we know, and and you probably know this better than me because you're more educated than I am, that love has several different root meanings, particularly mm-hmm. for us who study Greek and Hebrew. Right now, let me just tell you, I don't know any Hebrew. Mm-hmm. I was I went through school. I have two doctorates, one honorary, one earned. Mm-hmm. I don't know any stinking Hebrew. Right. Um, because of the Septuagint. Mm-hmm. Now, the Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. Exactly. So we don't have to go back to Hebrew. We can go to the Greek. Mm-hmm. And, and I know quite a few Greek words. I can't right. speak Greek, but I'm, I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. several Greek words mm-hmm. through school and through just my own education. Uh, and I, you, I, I came up with three words, and you came up with four and said there's more, but we're not going to go any deeper. Right. Love in Greek. Now, which is a very definitive, very colorful language. Mm-hmm. Expressive. Eros, mm-hmm. mean if that's a physical, got usually got emotion and sensuality right. about yeah. erotic. It comes from Eros. Passionate. A passionate yeah. love. And a mo- and a mo- uh, an ocean of emotion. An ocean of emotion. Yes, and a, and a quiver in my liver. <laughs> <laughs> I never yes. used them. Let me write those down. Real quick. <laughs> so Eros um, is the one a lot of times right. we talk about. 
I love my girlfriend. I mm-hmm. love my wife. That, mm-hmm. That's often the ones we use there. And then there's phileo. Mm-hmm. And that's, we know Philadelphia comes right. from that word. That's brotherly love because that's mm-hmm. the city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. And you're actually filling me in on a little bit of that. That's more of a, it's not so much a relational love, but I would, what word did it's, you use? You know, it's what we have in common okay. in many ways. You know, you love motorcycles. I love motorcycles. And because you love motorcycles, we have that in common. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, it is a brotherly love and, and we do get. It's a bro that. love. Right. It's a bro love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Storge yeah. is more of a family. That's the one I've never yeah. remember. Thank yeah. you for that. It's the, the affection that we have as a family. Okay. You know, I joke, every family has a cousin, Eddie. Yeah. You know, Every one of us, we all do, and uh, you wouldn't want to go on vacation with cousin no. Eddie, but you love cousin. But it's because you have that affinity through your your bloodline, right? Yes, the yes, bloodline, exactly. And, okay, that's uh, that's cool. Uh, Phileo's I, mentioned what about fifty five times, I think, in the New Testament. Yeah, Storge, just a few times, uh, but the one that you and I are most familiar with, mentioned over three hundred times. Yes, is agape, agape love, and that's a divine love, right? And uh, almost always in that divine love, it is infinite love. Mm. Unselfish. Unselfish, infinite love, expecting nothing in return. Right. That sort of thing. Often uh, exercised through sacrifice. Yes. Often expressed through sacrifice. I think the Hebrew would be chesed, I think is the way the Hebrew calls it. But in the Greek, as you say, is agape. Yeah. And um, but it is it is that unselfish, sacrificial kind of love. So we throw love around a lot. Mm And I guess maybe, you know, love in kind of an English sense is a deep affinity for. Mm-hmm. I love that because I have a deep affinity for that, whatever mm-hmm. that is. I, I, I love my sitting here right next to us at the podcast barn. I love my 1977 Honda 550 CB Super Sport. Yes. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful motorcycle. And yeah. I love anything that runs. Mm-hmm. I just like those sorts of things. But I don't love that motorcycle the same way I love my children or I love my wife. Mm-hmm. Or I love God. Yes. Right? Agreed. So I think that we throw love around a lot. And because mm-hmm. it's used in so many different contexts for so many different reasons, mm-hmm. depths, that it, it kind of gets cheapened. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, and that's one of the reasons that we love the Greek language is because it is so expressive. Yeah. And uh, we have one word mainly for love in the English language. We use it all the time, as yeah. we've mentioned. And we probably but, should uh, use some other words. We should. We should say like. Yes. I have an affinity for. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know. You know. You know, I really have an affinity for that. Like. <laughs> so I wanted to break it down a little bit mm-hmm. more and, and kind of keeping it aligned to begin with, with the whole idea of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's this whole movement in the Christian faith for a long time, and I'm just going to tell you up front, I didn't necessarily agree with it, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do adhere to it. Is dating only for the purpose of finding a spouse? Mm. What do you think? What say well, ye? Well, you know, it's different nowadays, bro. It's uh, different now <laughs> since Jesus saved. Uh, when you and I were growing up, you know, it was the roller rink um it was uh, walking around the mall or doing something like that. It was cruising uh, Brainerd Road, you know. Uh, we get real local here. <laughs> For you folks listening in Scotland. <laughs> but now it's online. I mean, yeah. you go to ChristianMingle.whatever, Harmony, right. you know, right. uh, Match. I don't know really what I'm talking about. But all, I don't really know. If you go too far, I think maybe they're for different purposes. <laughs> uh, I think you're correct, my brother. Um, but but it is different different nowadays. And um, I do think that uh, in a dating relationship, Dr. D, 
that you can, um, you know, learn some things about your character. You can learn some lifelong lessons uh, to take with you to the next dating relationship. And then ultimately you marry uh, your wife um, or your husband. And um, and you've learned some things as you have dated. Yeah. And, um, you know, Max Lucado said this, a woman should be so deep into Christ that a man must go through him to reach her. I've always loved mm, that because wow. we, we're so different, you know, yeah. uh, from men and women. Um, but the only way uh, to experience that is is to date or, as they said many years ago, to court, you know. And um, I think there's a so, book or two that came out that a lot of uh, very conservative Christians said no, that dating is only for the purpose of finding a spouse. Right, right. And uh, I, I kind of with you, and, and the way I would answer it too, I think there's an education in dating mm-hmm. with parameters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true even if you, if you were only looking for a spouse, right. you should have parameters on your activities sure. in dating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, you and I both know that that's not often followed anymore. Things no. have gotten a lot looser mm-hmm. than they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dated quite a few people mm-hmm. before my wife and I uh, got engaged. Yes. My wife never dated anyone mm-hmm. else besides me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that she didn't like guys. It's just she's busy. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of other activities in her life. And and uh, when I started pursuing her, which I did, um, she kind of just, you know, wrote me off to begin <laughs> with. You know, I had to be very persistent because right. she she lived on a farm. She had horses. She was a cheerleader. She, she had her studies. She had a lot of different things. She had plenty mm-hmm. to keep her busy. And she was an only child. Right. You know, right. and that, that makes a difference too. Yeah. And so I, over the course of that, looking back, and, and we've been married a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came at it from two, two different perspectives. Right. One wasn't right or wrong, but I don't know that I could have taken the same route that she took. Right. Well, you know, uh, I, I tell people often <clears throat> that my wife fell in love with me because I'm such an awesome poet. Yeah. And <laughs> let me let me tell you, when I first met her, I said this. I looked into her beautiful baby blue eyes, and I said, tulips in the garden, tulips in the park. But the tulips I love best are your tulips in the dark. <laughs> And <laughs> I turned her head, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> and then I said, "Wilt thou?" And she wilted. And, and, and she she's been mine ever since. <laughs> and that did not happen. But, uh, <laughs> That's not the way it went down. <laughs> That's not the way it went down. But I dated a lot, and Leslie dated a lot, and um, but um, uh, but we, you know, in 1985. March 9th. It's coming up on now 36 years. Yeah, yeah, you're about to catch up with us. Right. You know, as a youth minister, Dr. D, I would often tell the youth groups um, when we were talking about dating, I would say, let me encourage you. What you need to do is when you're driving down the road, make sure you put a Bible between you mm-hmm. uh, because he's going to have to crawl over Matthew, Mark, Luke, <laughs> and John, and that will determine how he acts. Yeah, and John's my wife's father's Oh, name. my. <laughs> and you are right. That's good. John always stood between my wife and I. <laughs> well, Leroy we was my father-in-law, and I don't think there's a Leroy in the Bible. No, no, we could probably find yeah. something close, but... <laughs> Well, here's my next, then. This is a little controversial thing, this talking point. Is uh, is physical attraction an important element for love? Is physical attraction an important element for love? Well, you go first on this one. You <laughs> You're afraid? <laughs> uh, your marriage is secure, right? Yes, it is. Very much so. 
Here's how I put it. Mm-hmm. Because so many people, because we toss the word love around a lot, mm-hmm. is that uh, I, because a person is physically attracted to another person, mm-hmm. they think it's love, mm. right? I'm just, I'm just here to say, before I met my wife, I was physically attracted to a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. several girls that I thought were very attractive. I was physically attracted to uh, my wife being, or my girlfriend at the time being one of them. But I had a couple of girlfriends before, you know, I was engaged to Marilyn and uh, dated several girls before we did. And I was physically attracted to every one of them. If I were not, mm-hmm. I would have not asked them out. Mm-hmm. But here's the key. I think it's essential to to have that initial encounter. But physical attraction is not good enough for longevity. Right. For a long-term relationship it just doesn't happen. Well, it's good to have someone who is easy on the eyes. Yes. There's no doubt about that. When Adam looked at Eve, I mean, that's why he said, whoa, man. He did. And I that's mean, Hebrew. You know, that's Hebrew. It that's is. Exactly I know that Hebrew. <laughs> and so it is nice to have someone that's easy uh, on the eyes. You know, the Bible says that God does not look on the outward appearance, but he looks on the heart. Yeah. We have a tendency to look on the outward appearance. Right. You know? and, um, and get in it, trouble. It, it, we can't. Uh, very much so, um, but I mean, you look, read the Song of Solomon. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty descriptive yes. when you read that. I jotted a couple of things down here. Your hair dances like a flock of goats. It'll get you a date. Woo! Your teeth. <laughs> listen to this. Your teeth are as white as a flock of sheep. Ooh, that'll Isn't get you the second base, man. Yeah. <laughs> Write that in the next Valentine's card. Yeah, yeah. Lock a sheet. And I'm not going to read the next one I have up here, but you understand what I'm saying. I do. And uh, but you know, honestly, beauty does fade. It does. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs thirty-one thirty, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Mm. And uh, I can't tell you how many times, Doctor D, that I've sat in my study. Uh, at church, and some old boy has looked at me and said, "You know what? I love my wife, but she's just not as pretty as the day I married her. I'm struggling." And I, I look at him and say, "Hey, Jedediah, look in the mirror, son. <laughs> Dude, it's happening to you too. <laughs> yes, look in the mirror." <laughs> my my wife it gets mad because she says that women get old and men mature. Yes, and there is there is a little bit of truth in that, but they they still hold up prettier than us uh-huh. just when they age. But I, my famous story is you know I only turned two or three people down that I would marry, and I always had to agree to perform a marriage ceremony to administer mm-hmm. the rites. And I sat down with that one couple, and uh, she was she was cute, probably nineteen years old. Just really attractive girl, and he was just your old country bumpkin mm-hmm. dude, you know. I was kind of surprised they were together. And I always ask the couples the same question. Uh, I'm going to ask you, why are you getting married? And because I love her or him is not enough. You have mm. to tell me something else. Mm. So I get to him, and I say, why, why, and I get to his name and call her name. Why are you marrying her? And he looked at me, just serious as he could be. And he said, well, just look at a preacher. She's a fox. <laughs> That's what he said. And I, woo, son. Oh, uh, then I said, let me let me share something with you. Number one, I'm not going to do your marriage. Uh-huh. But but here's the deal. In a few years, you're going to have a couple of kids. Mm. Uh, she's going to have a rough time. It's going to be that time of month. She's going to have a rough time. She's retaining water. 
Mm. She's put on a few pounds because she's had your two children mm-hmm. and have been a deal with them while mm-hmm. you're out of the house. Mm-hmm. She's going to go to bed at night. She's going to have time to take that makeup off. Her mm-hmm. hair is not going to be fixed. And she probably didn't shower before she went to bed. And you're going to get up the next morning and look at this woman that you married and wonder, who is this woman in bed next to me? Mm. She's going to look like a fox, but one that's been run over by a truck. <laughs> you said that. I said that Out to loud. him. And yeah. I said, no offense to you, man, uh-huh. but that is a poor reason to get married, mm. only physical attraction. Right. And so I just didn't, I didn't do it. Mm. And on the counterpart of that is, it was a few years later, that was really early. I may not have been that brash later in my ministry, but early, you know, I thought I could tell anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably still got married right. by someone. But I had a dear friend, and a matter of fact, the girl was my wife's best friend at the time. And uh, she was just a pretty young lady, mid-30s at the time, I think. And he was a successful businessman. And they just, oh, it's just perfect life. Mm-hmm. And we love to be around them. And she uh, she got a form of cancer, a very rare form of cancer. And it eventually took her life. But she went through two bone marrow wow. transplants during this time. And uh, so I went to Nashville. They His job took him to Nashville. We remained friends. And he called me. He said, we're going to take her off life support. Mm. And I want you to be there with me when we take her off life support. It's one of those, not only pastoral experiences, but a friend. I mean, right. I mean this is double tough. So I go up there and I meet them at Vanderbilt. And I go into this room and this beautiful woman, I mean, she was so beautiful, uh, had lost her hair. Mm. Her face was just as round as Charlie Brown. Wow. There was so much retention and eyes were puffed clothes mm-hmm. and she was not an attractive person mm-hmm. yet I saw him sit there for hours after they took the plug you know, and they don't literally do that but right. they turn the machine off mm-hmm. caress her hand stroke wow. her hand and say I love you a thousand times oh wow and that beautiful and I thought that's real love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's not the woman physically that he married but that he loved her that much yes yes and, uh, you know, you, you say that, it reminds me of my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, my my mom had multiple sclerosis and ended up in a wheelchair. And I remember my dad looking at her and said, if if you can just wiggle your little toe, you know. And uh, I, often I would say, you know, I'd call dad and say, what what are you, what'd you just do? What are you doing? And he would say, I just got off my knees telling your mom how much I loved her, you know, or how much I love her. Wow. And, uh, and and so you're right. I yeah. mean, it, it real love is is just a special thing um, on this earth. It really, really is. Physical attraction is important for that initial yes. encounter, but it does not keep you together. It does not. It does not it keep does you together. Not. Is there only one person for each one of us to be our? Can we fall in love multiple times, or did God just really create that one unique individual out there for I us? I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this. <laughs> you can let me take this one first. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe that there is a model of a person, mm-hmm. characteristics that a person would uniquely uh, connect with you. The mm-hmm. Bible says that the two shall become one. Right. And, and that is the, the picture of that is like interlocking puzzle pieces mm-hmm. that her strengths will be where you're weak and you will be strong where she is. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, you make a unit, Mm -hmm. one person. 
Is there only one person like that in the world? I don't think so. Right. I mean, it's like Jerry Maguire when he said, "You complete me." Yeah. You know, the two become the two become one. Um, and but I don't think it's like Elvis as he sings, "I can't help falling in love with you." you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that, just that one. Uh, because yeah. think about it: there's seven billion people on this earth. Yeah. And uh, and we always fall in love with someone that's right there in our community, right there in our city, yes. in our college, um, you know, geometry class or whatever. And and so uh, and, and we haven't looked at the other or talked to the other, you know, yeah. seven billion people or whatever. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I agree with you. Um, we know that God is sovereign. Yes. We know that he is in complete control. Um, but... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, exact, I agree exactly with what you just said. I think that God knows whom we are going to choose yes. or the person will choose mm-hmm. us or mutual or whatever that might be. Uh, I think he knows that and begins to prepare us mm-hmm. for that. But I, I think the options are wide open because I think people can make bad decisions mm-hmm. based upon getting people. And the Bible calls it unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. It, it's like putting two oxen together. Right. They're supposed to right. work together, yet one is extremely mm-hmm. smaller or weaker than the other one. Or, mm-hmm. you know, one wants to turn right when the other one wants to turn yeah. left. And yes. it, it never get anywhere but go in yeah. circles. Right. And so th- there are those kinds of people that we need to steer clear of. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things it's also talking about is if you're a person of faith, you need a person of faith. Yes. To yes. be with, right? Uh, you don't need to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them there once I get them, mm-hmm. because you oftentimes will fail mm-hmm. and, and you'll be hurt in the. But I do think there'll be a lot of people that you'll be attracted to. Mm-hmm. You narrow that down to the people who have the kind of qualities that that complete you, mm-hmm. um, and then something takes over from there. There, right. there is this deeper attraction that's more than just physical, mm-hmm. and I don't know that. Um, Love in that respect is something that can be defined or created in a laboratory. I think you're exactly right. I think we'll, we, you know, uh, agape love is where it's at. Uh, it can't be phileo or storge. I mean, it's got to, yeah. uh, ultimately, if it's going to last and be real, um, you know, for us as believers, it has to be that agape kind of love. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you bring me to this point. Um, can, can a person who doesn't have a uh, say we're talking about Christianity here, mm-hmm. who has a personal faith in God. Mm-hmm. We would call that a believer, a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. Christian, whatever term. I kind of, I kind of, in the latter years of my ministry, kind of steered away from Christian because things became Christian. That's a mm-hmm. Christian movie. Right. That's a Christian restaurant mm-hmm. and sort of thing, which is an impossibility, yes. right? So yes. I started using follower of Christ. Uh-huh. Are you a follower of right. Christ? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Can, can a person who is not a follower of Christ love God? It, it, have you ever had that question posed to you? I've never have actually had that question. Can they love God? A non-follower, a someone who is not a believer, yes, love God. <laughs> the, the number of times you repeat it will not make the answer any easier. <laughs> you, remember, you, know, you always shoot these. Um, Points to me, these bullet points. I gave points, you plenty of time to talk about points. it. Yeah, yeah, I know you did, but I, I, I have a job. You know, <laughs> I, I work for a living, and uh, and I'm tired of getting up at two o'clock in the morning and, and searching these things out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and uh, and so um, you know, I really uh, I can't wait to hear uh, what <laughs> toss you. Them back. Uh, yeah, toss the question back to me. that back. Um, can a non-believer, someone 
uh, who is a non-believer. Lo- I, I guess the main thing is I don't really understand what you're asking. Okay, well, yeah, that's yeah. fair. They'll yeah, get you out of that yeah, one. I, I guess, don't understand by saying what you're that way. asking. Well, I, my answer is mm-hmm. yes, but not to the depth that a believer will love God. Okay. And once again, we get back into which of the loves are we talking about? Okay. I think a, I think a non-believer can have a strong affinity for God. Mm. I think that they can see nature. Mm-hmm. I think that they can see the beautiful creation. I think that they can see relationships and the births of babies mm. and all the wonderful things and have this deep affinity for God. And so the reason I say that is because certain people, well, maybe a personal example would be it, it was high school. My wife and I, my wife and I didn't meet until the se- my senior year in high school, her mm-hmm. sophomore year. And uh, so I was on the annual staff. We'd gone to a nearby college for annual staff camp. Okay. Right? So once you broke the classes up, you're here with all these other schools. And I met this girl. And were we walking mm-hmm. across the campus of the thing? And, you know, uh, it, nothing ever met, came of it. But I met her. And we mm-hmm. had this physical attraction to one another. She is a Christian, however. And I wasn't at that time. Mm-hmm. And she said, she said, are you a Christian? Do you love God? My answer was, I don't have anything against him. Mm. Okay. You know? Right. I mean, I was all for, I grew up in church, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'd been presented a little different side of God than she had. The God I knew was a vengeful God, was a God of wrath, ready to just cut you down at any moment, mm-hmm. judge you over everything that you did, mm-hmm. and was pretty condemning God. And and I wanted to I wanted to love God, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't have anything against him, because I was sure enough scared to say anything <laughs> less than that. And and I think that probably people have answered that and truthfully answered that. I was mm-hmm. being truthful. Right. Uh, I didn't give her the answer that she wanted to hear, mm-hmm. but, you know, it gave an answer that I, I, I love the things about God. Mm-hmm. I love the good things about God, but I was not truly a believer for several more years after right. that. Mm-hmm. So my answer is, I, I believe so. I believe that people can love God and love things about God, but not to the depth that a person who uh, puts their faith and trust in God. Well, now that I understand exactly what you ask, okay, <laughs> I agree. They could have an affinity toward God. Yes, yes, I agree. With that. But there is a there's a level that happens uh, when we put our faith in God mm-hmm. that you that it it's almost like when you get married or you make a commitment to another person mm-hmm. that that grows and deepens mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. And, and it becomes much more than just a intellectual thing. It right. becomes an emotional thing, mm-hmm. digs deep down within you. Mm. And, and here's what happened to me is early on, because of my view of God, was I thought he was a judgmental, always condemning, always ready to you know lay you low, always mm-hmm. kind of God. Right. That when you got saved, you simply were going, okay, now you're not going to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> And that, I, okay, because I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to smoke backer. I'm not going to drink beer. I'm not going to go to movies. You know, I'm not going to look at the wrong kind of literature or whatever right. it is. I mean, uh-huh. I had all these don'ts uh-huh. that, that I thought that's what God wanted. But as I grew, and I'm not necessarily believing that someone was teaching me mm-hmm. these things, I became aware that it was a whole lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the things that I ended up not doing mm-hmm were things that I did not do because I felt like it would 
and I hate the term break his heart because I'm not sure I could ever break God's heart, mm-hmm. but I think that he would be displeased with it and my and I wanted to please him. Mm. Not I wasn't afraid of him anymore, right. uh, but I wanted to please him. And my, my relationship grew and it wasn't any longer a negative thing, but the love grew in that the things I did, I wanted to make sure that they were in line with him because I loved him. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Okay. That's very good. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll skip. We'll go further then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you think this one? I think this next talking point might be harder than the other one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yes. So I, we don't we don't I don't toss you softballs. No. On this, no. are we married after we die? Is that what you're looking at? No, I got one more. Before oh, do you that have one, one more? Uh, yeah. Oh. Will a non-believer die for another out of love? Oh wow! Yeah. Did you miss that one? I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> would a person who's not a person of faith Uh would they be willing to die for another person would a person who doesn't have faith be willing to die for another person i think so okay yes yeah i think so i mean just look i'm i'm watching a documentary on the birth of america right now and how many people died for this country you know, just uh, they took a bullet, um, you know, and uh, and I do think that that people would die for someone uh, that they love. A non-believer would die for someone that they love. Yes. Okay. And I and I would answer it for the same way with a caveat is as yes, mm-hmm. they would. But I don't think that a non-believer would necessarily die for another person who did not also return that love to I them. I agree. Yes. Like, you're married. Oh, there mm-hmm. I used the word like. But that mm-hmm. was right. I mean, mm-hmm. s- similar to. Right. This is what exactly. I meant. Exactly. Was know? similar to. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm about to say, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that a couple who's married, who have a deep love for one another, mm-hmm. who aren't believers, I think the husband and or wife mm-hmm. would die for one another, and I think they would die for their children. Mm-hmm. I do, because that love is a reciprocal love. Right. It's, it's within the family. But I think the deepest Love is explained in the Bible in 1 John 4.10. First mm, okay. John 4.10 says, In this is love. Here is the true definition of love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's good. I think that kind of love is mm-hmm. a love that says, I love even if you don't love me. Right. Yes. So the Bible tells us another place. He died for us while we were still sinners, mm-hmm. that we didn't have any love for him mm-hmm. at all. Right. I think that's a pure expression of love mm-hmm. is dying. That's the agape love. Yes. That's dying for someone who may not even know you, mm-hmm. who even if they knew you, didn't like you, mm-hmm. or who even despitefully used you. Right, right. That's yeah. real love. That's I think that's the difference in the love. I think that, I don't know. I don't know. I've not been faced with this, mm-hmm. but would I die for someone I didn't know uh, if God called me to die for that person? That, that's tough. That is it? very tough. But I think the only way that would occur mm-hmm. is with true mm-hmm. agape love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. it's easy to say that we would die for our wives or our children or grandchildren, but uh, but not as easy to say I would die for someone that I do not even know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, That's that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. My and we know that, that, yeah. that that's expressed the greatest on the cross, right? right exactly. Yes. Well, Where people are spitting on him and mm. beating him and mm-hmm. calling him names. And mm-hmm. uh, he prayed for them. Father, <laughs> forgive them. Right. That is incredible. Yes, it is. And he, and he was dying for those people around the cross, mm-hmm. just like he died for us mm-hmm. in that instance. Yes. 
Okay, since since you wanted to skip to this one so quickly, <laughs> since you wanted to get yeah, this, because yeah. I thought, okay, let's let's go back to marriage right. again. This is two days after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Will we still be married after we die? How many times have you been asked that? Hundred at least. Yes. And will my dog go to heaven? That I mean, these two. That one's questions. easy. Yes. Dogs, yes. Cats, no. <laughs> That was so easy. Dogs, yes. Cats, no. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. I alienated half our audience. Just yes, to. you did. Right there. <laughs> um, well, we we all you know we know the scripture. Um, when uh, I don't know, do we know the scripture? Well, I mean, what you scripture know, are you talking about? I'm talking about Matthew 22, beginning in verses 23 through 26, where the Sadducees, you know, they said there's no resurrection. They came to him and asked him. Saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies having no children, uh, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up um, offspring for a brother. And it gets all the way down um, where Jesus answered, You're mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God uh, for the resurrection. They neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. You know, that that's... That's the scripture that I've always heard. So how do you interpret that scripture? Yeah, and that's the question. I think if <laughs> this is a question I'm asking I, I think you. <laughs> if if we're not married in heaven in heaven. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think yeah. <laughs> You get so if, nervous with this one. If, 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 <laughs> I think it's going to be uh even better and more fulfilling. You know. Okay. Marriage um, is? Yeah, marriage is. Uh, I think I mean everything's better in heaven. Yeah. And, um, but, um, you know, relationships, I think, are going to be different in heaven, um, and they're going to be better and more fulfilling. Um, and we're going to know those that we know here. Yeah. We're going to know them better. And, uh, and, and so whatever we experience here, I think, is going to be even greater there. Uh, that, that's the way that I would look at that, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in the way that you would look at I think, that. I think there's a great degree that I agree with you there in that, uh, in the past, when people have asked me this question, I've, I've said, "Well, it will be better. Your relationship with your spouse will be better in this respect, in that you will not have sin mm-hmm. as a hindrance to your relationship. Mm. Because right now, no color is as bright, no relationship is as pure mm-hmm. because of sin in the world. Right. And so, there's always this self." Uh, need to protect, provide, promote yourself over mm-hmm. the other person. It always comes in because there's sin involved, mm-hmm. even in the best of relationships. Yes. So in that respect, I agree with you. Uh, and, and I don't disagree with this, except when you read the text, and I, and I was interested to find you because the, the text, I, I pulled out of Luke, but yeah. you know the synoptic gospels Luke are 20. there. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Uh, this is how Jesus answered, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead, meaning believers, followers Mm -hmm. of Christ, uh, neither marry nor are given in marriage, uh, nor can they die anymore. I think that's very important. For they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So here's the issue to me is Mm -hmm. that key... You're not gonna. You're not gonna get married in heaven, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna. So what's settled is settled. Mm-hmm. So you could say, no, you're not gonna get married in heaven. If you're married, you're gonna continue to be married. Mm-hmm. But that that kind of social union is not gonna continue. Mm-hmm. But I think when he said you're not gonna die, 
heaven is not our eternal home. Mm. Heaven is a blip. It's a common, not a period. Mm. It, it is a short-term thing. When we die and go to heaven, we don't stay there. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of Christ dying on the cross for our sins is the new creation. Right. And the new creation began then because the Bible says you are new creatures. You are new creations in Christ. You're no longer seated where you're seated. You're seated in the heavenlies yeah. already. Right. Things have already changed. Heaven is that place that we know very little about mm-hmm. after we die. Right, I think that's why the whole story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is we know a lot about after he rose from the dead on the third day. Mm-hmm. We know a lot leading up to the cross, right. and we know very little about those three days. Yeah, yeah, very little right. because that is our epic of heaven. Mm-hmm. We go, Jesus. Paul says to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. Jesus yes. said to the thief on the cross, "This day you will be with me in paradise." Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. we're going to be with the Lord. Right. But Revelation ends with us returning to the Earth. Right. A new heaven and a new earth. He's going to, after a thousand years, it's still yeah. going to take a thousand years to right. do that. Mm-hmm. So he is going to kind of mop up this place best mm-hmm. he can mm-hmm. or without recreating it. And after that, he's going to recreate everything. We're going to live on a new earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tells me, man, we're going to have, why else would we have the judgment? Mm-hmm. Why would we mm-hmm. be given rewards and responsibilities right. if we were right. not going to set up a new society mm-hmm. with the kingdom of God principles that he taught in Matthew chapter 4, 5, you know, yeah. the Sermon on the Mount, right. where they're actually going to be enacted. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if he created marriage mm-hmm. in the beginning, at least he put a husband and a wife together before the fall, mm-hmm. when he recreates everything, yeah, I think there's going to be family units. Okay. Well, it leads to the question. What about people who have been married multiple times? Which one will they be living with forever? That's what he, they were asking uh-huh. there. He said, yes. you're going to live forever. Uh-huh. You're not going to die. Uh-huh. So there's not going to be any new marriages. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be marriages dissolved. So the last words, one. That last marriage, okay. if it's a Christian marriage. Right. If it's a marriage. Because yeah. obviously if one is not, they're not going to be in that environment. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. there's children born in, in the new heaven and the new earth. Because there was children born before. It, it, God said, be plentiful, mm-hmm. multiply, cover the earth, right? And I want you to be a good steward of this earth. Mm. Why would he say, no, that was a bad plan back then. I'm going to mm-hmm. come up with a, I'm going to do another plan when I recreate everything again with you guys as the seed. It's obvious that we don't talk about these things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm throwing it out yeah. there, brother. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah. Uh, I, not, I, I don't think I could go there. Okay. But uh, but uh, but uh, it's very interesting to hear yeah. you say that. Yeah. And uh, and I can see where you're heading with that. I don't. Uh, I would I would have to think about that a little deeper. Good. To be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. 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 If people are born, mm-hmm. just, let me just throw this out there. We'll leave it because we're out of time. Mm-hmm. These subjects to me, we go on. And oh, on forever. forever. Yeah. But God's intention was for them before the fall mm-hmm. was for them to be together. And for them to have perfect fellowship with him mm-hmm. and have children. Yeah. But that got interrupted mm. because of the fall. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now children are born under sin. There's sin in the world. Things begin to be corrupted and die. That doesn't happen during the thousand years because we're still in this world. We're still, but God creates everything new, mm-hmm. which is going back to the beginning again. 
it'd be a new garden of Eden with mm. perfect fellowship with God. The Bible says he'll dwell with us. Mm-hmm. He will be our tabernacle. Right. We won't yep. need for a tabernacle, no sun, anything like that. Let's start over again. Mm. Let's let's create this. So why does he why does so is family bad and we have to get rid of it when we get rid of the world? No, and that's why I'm saying I, I just think it's going to be better. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think I it's, think going, to be it's going to be better, more fulfilling. Yeah, and uh, and and I think there. I agree with you. There's just a lot that we don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. What I'm wanting to do is throw things out there because people think yeah. ah, I, I got this thing down. Uh-huh. You probably don't. You right. probably haven't yeah. thought about this deep enough. Yeah. And you speculate yeah. more than I do. I do. Um, and I you do. know, I, I'm just. I don't think I'm as comfortable speculating as, as you are. And um, but it's it's. I'm not going to make it a doctrine. No, no, no. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but I'm saying follow that out. Uh-huh. Right. Follow yeah. that, follow yeah. that, what God was doing yeah. and what he wants to do. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree, but I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm cool with people not agreeing. That's yeah. what makes our conversations uh, yes. more interesting. I almost said I agree, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy Valentine's Day to you, my brother. Thank you very much. Two brother, days. In that, in that, uh, Phileo, yes, bro love, bro love. That's right. I didn't send you one, and no. I'm not going to give you one, Michael. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm so glad that you guys got to join us again. Here's what we say: If you enjoy this conversation that we have, and you never know what the topic is going to be or where we're going to go with it, well, that to me that makes it very interesting. We'd love for you to rate us and mm-hmm. review us. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Uh, this is not a YouTube channel. This is not uh, Instagram, and mm-hmm. those. Are, this is a, this is a podcast, and the things that you do to help us get this out there mm-hmm. is to review it on right. whatever platform that you use and rate it. And I appreciate five stars, right? Uh, yes, yes. You know, if you don't think it's five stars, quit listening. <laughs> <laughs> but do subscribe because the yes. new one will come right up. You get a little yeah. you get a little ding and it'll yes. say, here it is. Yes, All right. yes, I'm glad that they're here. Tony, I'm glad that you're here, brother. I love you as a brother in Christ. Same, same, my friend. You guys have a great week and we'll be back with you again this time next week. God bless.